0: On the next episode of Sip Suds, and Smokes. Well, I'm going to spend a little time talking about some of the things we're going to do on uh, both some sip segments as well as our smoke segments, which we actually haven't been able to get to a lot of those um, in the last few seasons. One of the uh, things that we've been wanting to get around to is talking coffee. And uh, we have some really great episodes and some really great cast members are going to join us. We have good old boy Dave, and he's going to tell us some of the things you're going to do on some of the said segments. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Well, the first thing we're probably going to do is drink some beer. Made Man Bob's worked on some great shows he has lined up for many sip segments as well. We've got stuff packed to
1: the gills. We have Abasolo Mexican whiskey. I cannot wait. Ooh. cannot wait wow. to get Brent to drink that. We'll be right back after this
0: break. Suds, suds, suds. It's time for more suds. It is definitely time for uh, plenty of things here. Welcome to this episode of Sips, Suds, and Smokes, where everything good in life is worth discussing. We are the best thing on at 2 a.m. It depends on which island in Micronesia that you're listening to us this evening, but we definitely own that time slot no matter where you're at. Well, join me for the 2 a.m. Eastern or. Like New
2: Zealand time or? Fiji time. Fiji. Yeah. Oh, Fiji.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm sure
0: that no matter what time zone you could pick, Dave, you could possibly, we can own it for sure. Well, joining me here for this episode today is good old boy, Dave. Hello, everyone. And made man, Bob. Howdy, howdy. Hey, this is our season nine preview episode, and the three of us are going to spend a little time over the next. 52 minutes, about 23 and a half minutes of that is going to be mildly entertaining. Mm. But we're going to go through our He's general plan for season nine. Uh, we're uh, some of the producing staff. Uh, one of our other producers is not here this evening, Juliana. And she had better things to do. Yeah. Well, and hang out with this sure. crew. And it doesn't take much. B four.
1: B four. You sunk my so, battleship. So,
2: Mike, I have a question. So this is a season nine preview. So are you trying to tell everyone that we have successfully completed eight seasons
0: of this podcast? I am not going to use the word successfully. I'm just saying (laughs) that that we're at this point in time and we're moving on and declaring victory from artificially, you know, because that is the way that you have to get things done is just. You know, declare victory and move on. So
1: no one has made us stop yet. So you know, well, you get less. You get less than nine years for uh, armed robbery. So we
0: we have uh, eight and a half. Uh, you know, <laughs> pieces of litigation that are uh, still pending. You know, but that whole thing and that incident with the lube and the you know, we're just
2: hoping we're just hoping for the statute of limitations. I'm just. In.
0: I'm really you know bob and justin and i are we're, we're working that one pretty good and we we really think it's going to uh come out favorably Can't touch for touch me i am a
1: citizen of liechtenstein baby they know an extradite <laughs> i like how you said so boring, uh, there trap, was lube what? wow
2: yeah for sure i like how you said there was lube and you guys are working it really good so yeah. you know that's a good visual
0: Yeah, well, you know, that is uh, basically what we're going here on the radio is (laughs) really a a good visual. Right, a good visual element. You know, well, I'm going to spend a little time talking about some of the things we're going to do on uh, both some sip segments as well as our smoke segments, which we actually haven't been able to get to a lot of those um, in the last few seasons. Well, listen, if you listen to our preview episode from last year for season eight, about half of that we didn't get around to doing. So there you go. So, you <laughs> we know, were too drunk. Yeah. Well, you know, there were a few things that happened and you know, frustrated our ability of getting around to some of the topics that we really, really wanted in to get <laughs> to. Yeah, it was uh, pretty bad. So uh, one of the uh, things that we've been wanting to get around to is talking coffee. And uh, we have some really great episodes. Mm, thank. And, some really great cast members are going to join us. I'm really excited about Mike Love, is going to be joining us. He Bring is. The Beach a, Boys? No. He's no a, way. <laughs> dude. He is a, he's a Q grader, is he And too? he's a judge for the Cup of Excellence, which is kind of like the, you know, pretty much a Super Bowl, you know, for coffee nerds. That's where they fill it to the rim with brim. That's my pet name for Dave. <laughs> the, Cup <laughs> the Cup of Cup Excellence. Of excellence. <laughs> is that it? Yeah. Well, uh, you know. Uh, it's na- not a big cup, no. but it
2: is excellent. <laughs> Some
0: right. other co-hosts co- that are going to join us, Nathaniel from Stay Golden Coffee, and I'm working on possibly Jason from coffee.com uh, to come and join us for that as well. So we haven't, uh, this is a brand new topic, you know, for us to come around and really talk about this way. We've done a couple of, you know, coffee episodes in the past and really just haven't got around to kind of having really a solid group of cast members like we have lined up right now. So we're going to actually. Please start off with the Coffee 101 episode. That's just for you, Dave. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Boil the beans first. So there you go. And I know, Mike,
2: you've been a coffee guy for longer than I've known you. I mean, you like home roast and you're like a real bean nerd. Super. You're all kinds of nerd, but you're you're definitely a bean nerd.
0: Well, it's really funny. Uh, Every time that I'm venturing out – one of the things i have to do usually before the day before is i have to come up with a coffee plan the next day because he does oh seriously um in fact never
2: travel with mike there's a that's 101 is where we're going to have our morning cup of coffee
0: well i'll even tell you the uh the exercise i went through on the trip that i'm on right now is i was in valdessa georgia yesterday Oh, there and, ain't no coffee uh, in Valdosta. Come on.
1: <laughs> you would think... <laughs> they yeah, barely you got would, water. I know. Let's <laughs> well, not...
0: I've been wanna, to Valdosta, baby. It's hillbilly country. Put some Folgers
2: in your cup, boy. Yeah, shut that's up.
0: right. Bob, we don't want to lose <laughs> all eight listeners that listen to, to us there in Valdosta. Oh, I like Valdosta, so. Valdosta. It's a great town. You can still get 190 proof Everclear there. So I was staying right
1: next you to a very large you know,
0: uh, drive-through outlet of, a, of another chain. I was like, yep, nope, that's not going to happen. So... Uh, I did look and I did manage to find a place in um, in downtown Valdosta. It was uh it was pretty cool. Uh, it's called uh, the Good Coffee House GUD. Well, it is Georgia. Are, I mean, that's kind of how it is. Why it's are you saying that like there's a problem with it? How do you say? <laughs> well, we went in and we had really great coffee from uh, um um is What's this what's from Chicago. So there you go. I had a great plan and I just got, you know, completely uh, torpedoed rather quickly. So um it was uh, still good to try and look for something that was available there locally and i did find a roaster that was there in town although they weren't open and i couldn't find any of those beans so it was unfortunate but anyway yes we're going to go through coffee 101 and we'll talk about um, you know, an awful lot of things about coffee origins, and we'll talk about varietal beans as well as, you know, preparation uh, preparation elements. That you know, a lot of people really sweat this preparation you know, kind of stuff. No, not that. A coffee bean is not a coffee bean. It is that is for sure. Yeah, they're
2: not all equal.
0: We are going to do an episode on single origin, and probably uh, Costa Rica is probably going to be that origin we're going to talk about. Um, there are some other, you know. Other uh, origins we may decide to... Are going to talk about them poop beans? The ones that they get out of the poop? Yeah, no. the ones that Mike makes himself? No, we're not going to talk about the Kupi, uh, Kupi Lwak or... Uh, <laughs> Civet coffee? Right. Where you shove it down the uh, the, the animal's throat. And uh, yeah, no, we're, we're not going to talk about uh, that. No, definitely. Man. Yeah. Uh, we're also going to talk about the uh, Cup of Excellence uh, itself. And we're going to be able to source some of the products that were shortlisted at the cup of excellence and kind of give a you know look behind the curtain um since we have access you know to mike uh you know as being a judge through that we may not do the current year but do you think that is probably the
2: the most jitteriest awards ever like everybody is just drinking coffee the whole time so they're probably just totally jacked
1: they're like tweak on on south park yeah exactly (laughs) It's not that bad. Oh, <laughs> so, sure, it's not. Hey, so <laughs> I'll see my, you in the morning.
2: <laughs> when they do that, do they do they do like the wine thing? Do they drink it and spit
0: it? Well, it's called a cupping, and uh, they don't spit. Uh, they, they do. They do swallow, Dave, <laughs> just for you. And um, but uh, there's a lot of slurping involved. Uh, they so slurp and swallow. You know, huh? Part of you'll hear. Wow. Pretty much, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Yep, it's pretty much what it sounds like. You I'm know, gonna, at a, at a I'm going to have yeah. to
2: check this out. I bet it's a pay
0: sign. So uh, definitely mm-hmm. coffee is a topic we're going to be able to to get to uh, for next year as well. We did talk about coming <laughs> and covering Mezcal for uh, yes. previously. Way no. Didn't quite get around to it. So, sorry about that. But uh, I think that time is going to serve us really well. I was able to attend a lot of... St- Seminars at the uh, taste of the, uh, cocktails, tales of the cocktails, I should say, and um, I really got to meet a lot of uh, instrumental people within uh, mezcal production, and really walked away with a solid understanding of you know a lot of various products, some of which we had already shortlisted to discuss with mezcal. But I really think that time is going to serve us well. We're going to be able to put together a really great one-on-one epi- episode. And I've learned an awful lot about the distinctive elements, you know, about Mezcal and versus tequila, which is incredibly complicated, you know. I
2: think Mezcal is very underappreciated and and not all that understood. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. thinks about tequila, you know, and they think Mezcal is just sort of a… Low-grade tequila is it, what they think. You know, yeah. tequila's crappy little yeah. brother or yeah. whatever. But actually, Mezcal is a real superstar. Mm-hmm. Tequila is just kind of a… You know, I mean, tequila can be great, but it's it's so tightly defined. And mezcal can be so much more.
0: Yeah, very much so. And so we'll cover a lot of those distinctive elements in the 101 show. We'll go through our top five. Mezcal's is one of the things we'll probably do. Um, we might break that out just a little bit more and talk through uh, some of the production elements, and maybe you know, align towards you know some of the. Our favorite products that align you know based on the production project uh, produ- production process, you know itself um you know the stone is uh still used yeah in uh, some mezcal production so it's a very labor-intensive thing yeah uh, i want to say it's called the tahon uh, yeah. yeah yeah um is uh but um not widely used uh you know itself so Uh, The last mezcal is we're going to name that agave. We're actually going to come up with uh, talking about mezcals from the varieties of agave plants uh, that it basically aligns to. So um, kind of a solid lineup, you know, there for mezcal. So I'm very excited. Carrie Ann is going to join me for that, as well as John Lewis um, is going to be the cast member. He is Mr. Mezcal. And we'll be right back after this break hey welcome back to sip suds and smokes on today's episode we're going over a preview of season nine of sip suds and smokes and i was talking about uh, some of the things we're going to be doing uh, i was just talking about mezcal and how we're going to definitely try to get to that topic in season nine and i'm really looking forward Are you guys
2: going to gonna do any mezcal cocktails
0: I think that uh, that is definitely on the short list of some things that we would like to do. Uh, we'll see if we have enough, you know, space in the overall production schedule this year. I would say right now, I don't know that we're really going to probably get to mezcal cocktails. Uh, is the plan? Well, as
2: long I'm, as you you know kind of lay down the foundation, yeah. you can get listeners interested, and when they go to a cocktail place, they'll start asking. You know, like hey, you know, make me something with mezcal. Yeah. You know, and there's some really good drinks that uh, that bartenders really like to to use mezcal in. So yeah,
0: and I think that you know part of what I uh, enjoy about mezcal is it's one of those uh, products that I probably appreciate neat. Um, Because of the unique yeah. elements, you know, behind the products, um, probably more so than I would embrace that, um, probably in a cocktail. And I have some of that same, you know, thought process and approach with whiskey and scotch as well. A lot of
2: them are really have that artisanal, you know, like small batch kind of character.
0: Correct. And that production process, you know, uh, brings about a storyline, you know, of how a lot of those products are created as well. So I think that it'll be pretty good for us to start you know, with those three you know, episodes. But we'll definitely get around to Mezcal cocktails, um, maybe not in season nine, but we'll definitely swing back around and integrate that as the opportunity presents itself. So uh, great lineup there for uh, Mezcal for sure.
2: Yay, (laughs) Mesco.
0: Well, uh, we have not had a lot of Smokes episodes, and I will tell you, we totally have this lined up. In fact, uh, they're probably going to be happening very early on here in Season 9 for us to come back around. Hey, dude, it's about to be legal. Yeah. so (laughs) No, not quite those (laughs) Smokes. But we are going to get back around to cigars. Um, We have been absolutely just smoking up a storm with a lot of great sticks and it's been one of those things it's just been difficult to try and squeeze in into our production schedule but uh, part of it was really kind of kneeling down some of the cast for some really great cigar shows so i am very excited that uh barger is going to come back and join us to do some additional uh, uh cigar episodes so if you caught the, uh, some of the ones that barger and i did early on about two or three seasons ago uh, those are good, um, but I'm really excited that uh, Nathan is going to join us for some cigar episodes, and he's really uh, he's dialed in for his demographic really well. And uh, he's a young guy, and uh, but really has a great palate uh, for cigars. He's kind of my go-to Cuban guy, um, you know, for kind we of come Carolina Florida. We got plenty of them. <laughs> Yeah, it's really, uh, I'm really excited uh, to uh, have uh, Nathan join us. And uh, Justin's going to join us for uh, some cigar episodes as well. Um, I have a special guest that may be joining us for a couple of uh, cigar episodes as well. I'm not going to throw him in the hole yet and get him, (laughs) I want him to get excited before. But. He's uh, definitely somebody that uh, you would recognize, maybe not in the cigar world, but in some other circles of life. So we're going to start off with a Cigar 101 episode again, which we've not done one of those, uh, oddly enough. Uh, we have a brand takeover uh, planned for uh, the entire product line for Crown Heads. So um, Four Kicks, uh, Grangeley, um, I actually have some of the six uh, right here in front of me. Um, yeah, we're going to get to go through. So uh, I'm really excited about that entire you know lineup. So, are you going to do um, an episode
2: of those like those bubblegum gum cigars? Like kind of compare those because that's
0: what I'm into. Well, those are not age appropriate for you, Dave. So that's why we're not going to cover those. Swisher sweets. That's yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Tipperillos. <laughs> yeah, correct. Mm. Maybe we'll cover that. your best blunt. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe we'll cover that on uh, cigars you should pick if you live in in South Dakota. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, something like that or South Central. Yeah, we're also going to polish off another uh, episode with four cigars with uh, a stick share. So uh, it's just a that just same. sounds dirty.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry that conjures up let All me, kinds uh, of weird images yeah. Yeah. Maybe you can come up With a different name for that uh, Hey you guys want to come see, over To the stick uh, chair yeah. No,
0: I'm sorry I'm trying to that The stick share On
1: Fire Island Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Banned like, once again I hmm. definitely know What was coming there so we're not going to polish off anything with cigars. We're just going to have an episode. It's just <laughs> so uh, we're going to we're going to have. This just gets worse. We're and worse. Going to,
2: let's, let's stop we're digging going the hole. We're going to share cigars boys? with each other, and
0: we're going to talk about them. So <laughs> we're going to
2: sit and drinks. We're going to drink whiskey and smoke cigars, boys. Wow. That's all we're going to yeah, do. I was
0: going to say we're going to have a good old fashioned hearth, and I knew where this was going to go. That everybody's ready to hurl after hearing about that so uh those are some uh some of the episodes that we have uh, planned here on sip suds and smokes uh up next is good old boy dave and he's going to tell us some of the things we are going to do on some of the sud segments so i'm I'm looking forward to this
2: well the first thing we're probably going to do is drink some beer so i know that's a little bit of a departure from anything we've right ever hand, done and left hand. i think you
1: should right in yeah, you know, listen hand. up enjoy well, yourself a
2: little you know, and we're going to talk about fitness. You know, twelve ounce curls, awesome. sixteen ounce curls. You know, drinking on a Peloton. Yeah, one interesting. You know, if you've never gotten drunk on a on an elliptical, oh, yeah. I'm telling you, it is the way to go. <laughs> but. Um, you know, because, you know, the the only thing better than a shower I'm thats is an that's exercise the way. Is,
0: that's the end of the New Year's resolution diet program is to just get yeah. wasted on the elliptical. I like mm-hmm. this. This works out yeah. really well. Yeah. So if you haven't come up with your plan for February for your diet program, put that on the short list. Hey, how are
2: you going to burn the calories if you don't, you know, absorb exactly. the calories? Come on, man. So girl, gal, Juliana and I have talked a lot about what we want to do this year and Obviously, we're going to do a lot of the same things we've done before. You know, there are always new breweries popping up, so we're going to try those beers. But we want to do some more of the uh, Is It Worth It episodes. And I know, Mike, you've really enjoyed some of those. And, and they've been really kind of interesting where we, you know, blind taste some beers and then give the prices. And then, you know, we let the the host, we talk about, wow, is it worth it? Would we pay however much for this beer Now that we know what it is and how it tastes, you know, because a lot of times you go to the the beer store and, you know, you get locked in on a label, a name, you know, um, and you might see a beer that's, you know, $20 for a bomber or $40 for a bomber. and You're like, there's no way I'm going to pay that. Well, it may just be worth it you know, and it may not be. So we try to go in and we try some of these beers and we let people know whether we think it's worth it or not. And and I think, A, that helps people kind of make a decision on whether they want to try those beers. But also, it kind of lets you know, don't be afraid of a price tag, too.
1: Sound like my wife.
2: You're not going to win every time, you know, but sometimes you will.
0: Yeah, I would definitely say with the price tag of those meads uh which i remember quite well those were definitely moving up into a price category that you know was like hmm i don't know if i'd be uh pulling out 40 bucks you know for <laughs> for those,
2: some of those yeah stuff. absolutely you know
0: and like i said you're not always going to win but you know
2: some of those uh ale apothecary beers that we right. tried we were like oh my god forty dollars But when we tried them, well worth it. Everyone was like, dude,
0: this is absolutely worth it. Take my money. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I would also like to revisit some breweries we've tried in the past. You know, um, Stone, Rogue, Sierra Nevada, some places that we talked about early on in the show. But you know, those breweries are always making new beers. And it's good to kind of refresh ourselves on these beers that are, you know, kind of widely available, but we don't always talk about. So, we want to do a little bit of that as well. So, anybody who has suggestions for breweries that we should, you know, kind of revisit from past shows, you know, would definitely want to take that into uh, consideration.
1: Ooh, natural light. Mm, Definitely. We're going to do a Natty Light series. Mm-hmm. 99 can case yes um i
2: got 99 problems and nitty light ain't one (laughs) you know obviously mike i know you love it the summer of questionable decisions um (laughs) we're gonna do our annual series i've i've been making questionable decisions as long as you've known me um and i'm not gonna
1: stop
0: just the thought of doing this again just makes me shudder. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, I am dude, sorry, dude, but I've
1: gotten you know, on this episode. We're going to be doing prison brew made in a toilet.
0: My, I think the non-alcoholic beer, Bob, show, don't give it away, dude. The non-alcoholic beer show is still just a recurring nightmare, basically. In my head. <laughs>
2: you know, so so let me ask you this. Was it the non-alcoholic beer or the gluten-free beer? Can
0: I say that it really is a toss-up on which one of those was probably the more, uh, uh, what to say, interesting experiences? I think that is putting it mild. Of just uh, now, would you
2: rather drink gluten-free beer or Zima? With uh, a jolly. Well, if you Rancher. knew
0: what I was drinking yeah. right now, you would say, <laughs> yeah, "Well, Mike, you just can't even pick one of those choices." So it depends on what flavor Jolly Rancher. I mean, if it's sour
1: apple, I, yeah, I'm I'm down. Yeah,
2: I'll tell you, dude. It it
0: really didn't help
2: that nope. much. Um, <laughs> it, it, but but absolutely, we're gonna have more. to Which one of
0: these ugly chicks you want to go out with? <laughs> that, you know, it's like, wait. <laughs> was there no better choice
2: here the one with body hair the one with the mustache which one do you want to take to your mother yeah so we're going to do stuff you know we're obviously going to do a series like that in the summer we're going to talk more about styles um you know some of the belgian beers that we haven't covered one of the huge things you know uh loggers you know, the last couple of years, loggers have just been making a continual comeback. So, I want to do more uh, shows about loggers. The main thing I want to do is talk about what's out there, what's available, and um, and how do we, you know, inform our our consumers, our you know our audience about what they should try and uh, maybe what they should have I had
0: this really strange dream last night Uh-oh. that we were going to do an episode on hop water um and it was going to be called the unlogger show Ooh. <laughs> so,
1: I let me write that down so, i start talking about a bad dream i start thinking about peewee's playhouse
0: you know, I'm sitting I'm there all alone, up I'm going, growing
1: a big donut no, there's a Lord. snake wearing a hop vest. Water,
0: please, you know, it was just I could I was the whole process I was like, it's light, it's crisp, it's hop water. And I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> you know. And
2: I will be honest with you, dude. That hop water is one of the best beers I actually had. Well, you know, I was thinking
0: year. of, you know, other people beyond so Lagunitas uh makes a, uh, a product that is just it's hop water is basically yeah. all it is.
2: Yeah, it's because the brewers kept getting drunk, so they wanted to yep. have something for them to drink and keep them straight.
0: And I had this online conversation with uh, somebody from another brewery um, that is very large and from California and in Chico um, uh-huh. that where they were having a conversation about you know something similar, and I was like, "Hmm, okay, that would be rather." Uh, fascinating and I'm like well what kind of I mean what do you call those you don't call them ready to drink you just call them a really bad decision on a Friday night <laughs> where do you start with something like that so yeah I, I wasn't really entirely sure uh, but yeah um, the Unlogger Hop Water show so that sounds like it's going to make the short list for this season of questionable decisions maybe we can have an all Canadian cast just for that one
2: i don't know that any canadians will want to be on the show as much as we've kind of disrespected them once again
0: that's very true exactly Um, mckenzie you know they're down for it. very grateful for all of our canadian listeners we had more radio stations from canada both of them uh join us in um during season eight and it was really great i got to you know, talk with a lot of those fans online, and you know, it was interesting. They really yeah, they enjoyed the measure of humor. That Mike's never
2: been called hoser yeah. so many times pretty in his much, life. Yeah.
0: You've never met his mom, have you?
1: Oh, just amps.
0: Well, uh, that sounds like a pretty good lineup, Dave, and uh, some pretty good shows. Uh, anything else that you have? Well, you know, and I uh, hate
2: to say it, but we're probably probably going to have to talk about seltzer again.
0: Hmm. Now, see, right, hard seltzer is a thing. So I have to know. confess, what I'm actually drinking right now, which is a oh dude, are you drinking a Bud Light it's a seltzer? New product, and it. So we've talked about doing a ready-to-drink show. And uh, so I'm having one of the new Kettle One Botanical Vodka Spritz. Uh, this is the oh. grapefruit and rosé version, you know, here tonight, a whopping 3.8% to alcohol. So, you know, as far easy, as I'm go concerned. Go easy, buddy. Go <laughs> easy. They would put some real vodka in this. I might actually uh, kick it up a notch. Uh, but I don't know. It's very interesting. I mean, you know, it's low calorie, you know, no sugar. You know, it's all about flavor. And there's a lot of RTDs. You know they're kind of going down this path of emulating a lot of the consumerism decisions that were made with hard seltzer, and RTDs is absolutely the fastest growing category um, of beverages right now. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And I think that you know this is this is one of many products that we've kind of looked at of maybe talking about um, RTDs in general, but I don't know if so much just seltzer, Dave, but. You know, really talking about that consumerism trend of low calorie, um, you know, just uh, very uh, consumable, the ability of having something as low e- uh, ABV, but yet still being kind of flavor
2: mm-hmm. forward
0: sure. yeah, might be uh, something. Well, we I think, yeah, another
2: angle of that, too, is that a lot of, you know, because of, you know, the pandemic and everything, a lot of cocktail bars have been able to uh, introduce uh, to-go cocktails, so you know, s- sort of an RTD, but a craft RTD that's you know um, specially made. And I think there's there's a little bit of that mindset that goes along with both of them. You know, I already that, know
0: what Bob's thinking. Pappy to go. <laughs> all, all cocktails are to go, as far as I'm concerned.
1: That's right. As long as you're a hillbilly and you you got a red cup and you're a redneck, every cocktail is to go. <laughs> that's right. I'm not buying it. I'm just renting. Mm-hmm. You know, that's correct. Now, the thing that seems to be going on with the RTDs is is if you remember 20, 25 years ago, you know what was out there was just horrible yeah i mean just horrible and they finally realized that if they put a quality product in that container it will absolutely sell and the stuff that you see coming out now is so much better quality than you know was out even five or six years ago and that's that's what's i think really driving it because you know i mean there was always a you know a bourbon and coke kind of mix or bourbon and cola but it was you know things like that but they were always terrible but the the new generation yeah. we did a show on uh Lone Rider, uh small yeah. distillery and brewery in north carolina and they have a, a whiskey mule a canned whiskey mule let me yeah. tell you it's
0: fantastic you guys all
1: loved it yeah we, we, you, we you, i just got back north it. carolina we brought back like two four packs because my wife is in love with it i'm telling you it's fresh it the ginger paste You know, like real ginger, fresh, not like something out of a, you know, a test tube. And that's the key. Make a good quality drink and people will buy it.
2: Yep. Well, when the market's there and the technology's there, I think that's where it goes. Absolutely. Well,
0: talk about an interesting uh, experience. Uh, Listen, right after we have the break here, I have a topic worthy of discussion in the great state of Alabama. Uh (laughs) And a sewage treatment plant
2: hmm <laughs> do you think where could this be going oh you mean university right, right
0: back, back? and here i'm oh, sorry <laughs> hey welcome back to sip sudden of smokes on today's episode we're actually going through a preview of season nine and joining me here is uh made man bob and good old boy dave hey hey we've been talking about uh some of the things we're planning to do and i gave a quick teaser there before the break about i wanted to Talk about a topic that was worthy of discussion, which is the Alabama sewage plant illegal winery. <laughs> why is why was it illegal as opposed to the legal Alabama
1: sewer plant winery? <laughs> yeah. That was a touch of sarcasm, as he said.
0: All right, so here's the information. Last Thursday, the DeKalb County Sheriff's Office raided the Rainsville Wastewater Treatment Plant in Rainsville, Alabama. After receiving an anonymous tip about illegal winemaking, authorities stated they found a large wine production operation that appeared to have been in use for quite some time, housed in a little frequented part of the facility. Photo images showed over a dozen large jugs containing mostly red liquid, (laughs) as well as plenty of fermentation buckets and other wine making equipment now no official numbers were given on the size of the operation but based on a quick assessment of these photos they would appear to show at least 300 bottles worth of wine and i'm using the air quote (laughs) for in clear
1: fermentation vessels and so coming into season nine we shall be raiding these wines
0: yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, the name of the uh, guilty party is Alan Maurice Stifle, a 62-year-old supervisor who had worked for the city for about 15 years and was charged with unlawful possession of an illegally manufactured alcoholic beverage. Now, first off, would you would you be able to call anything manufactured in a sewage plant an alcoholic
2: beverage? Well now, Mike, here, here's what I'll say. You know, as one of our one of our other hosts pointed out a, you know a sewage treatment plant they really know how to clean up their water
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know so uh, so they probably really know how to treat that so they're starting with very clean water it's underground so you're gonna have a constant temperature and you'll be able to ferment you know your wine at a in you know consistently it's 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 almost like if you think about it mike it's almost like the the wine caves in France you know where they have where they have all their vats and everything the wine it's caves of Alabama same thing Ooh. it's just there's
0: sewage you know, they're just in Alabama, Alabama working Alabama. for the government at a sewage treatment plant so and this guy's 62 he's like dude you know whatever're you saying you that know, I'm, I'm that the crossover between I'm put the, together for the I, board I, can, I can hear every Everyone in France going, please do not compare us to anyone as an uh, Alabama wine, well, well, wine me or think about making this. sewage plant. <laughs> they they have these what, fish though? farms
1: where they raise fish and like they raise them in <laughs> Spooey water, you know, because they eat the stuff and everything. Yeah. So I think you finally found the right wine for fish.
0: <laughs> Tiefel, who had no previous issues, was one of just four employees at the plant with the Rainsville Mayor Roger Lingerfelt stating that he didn't expect anyone else to be suspended. No actual wastewater was used in the production of the wine, but even with the finest water and the best equipment, how good can wine uh, made in Alabama sewage treatment plant really
1: be? <laughs> so Let's focus on, on, on the important issue. This is a man who's collecting a government paycheck, yet still managed to have enough time at his job to run a full-size winery. This man's a hero.
0: right. I don't, That's what I'm thinking. I was. He's Bob. a
1: hero.
2: And let me ask you this, Mike: <laughs> Do you know where? Do you know where all the wine you drink is made?
0: Um, no. I will honestly store. say, yeah, I will. <laughs> yeah, I will tell you that that the lineage <laughs> between grapes and bottle is not always well understood. So but it usually doesn't go, you know, it it doesn't go through Alabama sewage. It doesn't go through Alabama sewage plant usually. It's Maybe for, a French Mike, sewage plant. I need plant, you, you know? to.
2: I need you to describe the Alabama sewage plant terroir in three (laughs) words or less.
0: Ah, it has a bit of afternoon quaffing that comes off the north side of the <laughs> slope and has this very nice hint of something that is left over from the end of the Alabama football game. It has like. It is like the white barbecue it's sauce. It's like a blend of Bud Lights and hot salsa. It's the claw. Is that how you say it in the English? The claw? The claw that is blonde? <laughs> right, yeah, so, yeah. Ah, but at the bottom of this it comes into full bloom, and
2: I just like that he was making red wine. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's yeah. true. You
1: know, hey, Im- so, imagine if you went in there and he's in riddling bottles of champagne. Think about that. You all know, right, so like, uh, uh, work. Well,
0: I have a challenge to our listeners. The one thing that I really think that you should spend a lot of incredible time wasting is I want to hear the names of the wine that you would come up with that yes. would come out of the Rainesville R- <laughs> Wastewater Treatment Facility. So listen, send those off to our contact info at subsudsandsmokes.com. I'm dying to know what you would call some of this wine. So best one wins a prize. Yeah, a bottle of wine. <laughs> Best
2: one wins a bottle of Alabama sewage plant wine.
0: <laughs> Here you go. We got the big one for you. We have a full carboy. So. The Magnum. Ah, magnifique. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So that's our topic worthy of discussion today. Well, Made Man Bob has joined us, and I know that he's worked uh, on some great shows that he has lined up for many sip segments as well. Made Man Bob, tell us what you got planned, man, for season nine. Well, all I can say is,
1: you know, 2020. I'm just glad to see that damn thing out of the books. Um, you know, we we had lo- big plans for 2020. We were we were going to a lot of different places, but it pretty much shut everything down. Um, we made it up to I made it up to Angels Envy for the Moira's Sherry Cast release, little private thing that we got invited to, and then we made it to the Bourbon Classic, and right after that, everything just shut down. Uh, we lost whiskey week chicago we lost the big smoke whiskey fest combo show in fort Lauderdale. universal whiskey experience in vegas i mean everything just went down but it's it's starting to liven up i'm starting to hear people setting dates the kbf just set their date bourbon classic just set their date toward the end of of 2021 so we're looking forward to getting back out there and and, you know and finding some you know interesting stuff uh to put on the show um one thing that I did manage to get to do is we did a, a, a barrel pick over at uh, Buffalo Trace for uh, my charity for uh, Honor Flight of South Florida. We fly World War II veterans to D.C. to go see the memorials, uh, as well as Korea and Vietnam veterans. Um, 100% free to them. Um, they The best day of their lives. Absolutely the best day of their lives. And if, if you go on one of these. Holy grail. If you, don't, if you don't shed a little bit of a tear, then there's something broken deep inside of you. But we we did a charity barrel for them, and they were very, very kind to us. Um, that's going to be coming out soon, so we're looking forward to that. But as far as upcoming shows, uh, we, we've got stuff packed to the gills. I mean, we've got, oh, Lord, let's see, uh, Spirit Works, uh, Oak and Eden, Fistful of Bourbon, Barrel Bourbon, Pinhook, Cream of Kentucky, uh, Belfour Bourbon and Rye from Eddie the Eagle, uh davies county uh straight bourbon uh, a couple of wine finishes for those some interesting stuff from westland we have abasolo mexican whiskey i cannot wait Ooh, cannot wow. wait to get brent to drink that
0: oh please tell me we can have fake uh latino accents for oh that show. yeah <laughs> there wouldn't be a show without it we
1: got a bunch of new stuff from ben Rioch. um We've got Kwanakilti, Hadazaki Small Batch. We've got four from Glenallake, Uh from the Spirit of Venn, which is on a small island off the coast of Sweden. Um, we have got, I think, eight or nine different uh, uh, beverages from them. Everything from whiskeys to vodkas to akvavit to different types of spirits. Uh, they have a malt whiskey as well. Um, Really looking forward to, to giving those a try. Um, we've got a, a really interesting high-end show. We've got the Aberfeldy 18-year uh, Plyak and the 20-year Saturn. And on that show, we're going to have the Last Drop Distillers 50-year blend, the Last Drop 1980 Buffalo Trace, a Last Drop um, overage Jamaican rum. I think, it was, I think it's from 75 or 76. And then there's a Cognac from the late 50s. Uh, last drop so we've, we've got a lot of really good stuff i just like how bob's able to get stuff from small islands off
2: of sweden and i have to like pretty much bust my butt and stand in line for four <laughs> hours to get a beer from freaking little rock arkansas well you don't
1: do what i do so i'm just you yeah, i'm just saying uh you know it's well, apparently i need to do what you do and- i have knee pads and i have no shame
2: yeah so, i'm i'm not afraid of that bob yeah i'm not afraid of it no and a lot of lube dave no that's a secret
1: yeah so there's i mean we've got and, and stuff just keeps coming in every day we had a couple come in we've got uh, uh just came in and young um and we got in the heaven's door bootleg uh, that just came in hawk Sitters, fatted rye um we've got I think six or seven from Valinch and Millet, which is a uh, independent bottler. Some very interesting stuff. There's a 21-inch Gower and a 20-year time do that that really, really look interesting. Uh, so we've got uh we've got about half the year already booked. So <laughs> so we're looking forward to a good year. And we're working on some wine shows. I've I've got one already planned. It's uh the new uh the new type of Bordeaux that they're coming out with. It's more of a uh, they're they're trying to sort of reinvent. I mean, they're not changing the traditional Bordeaux, but there are some Bordeaux producers out there trying to make more fresh, more approachable wines. You know, something that's a little more akin to a California style, something that is approachable at a much younger age. It's you know more ready to drink, something a little more fruit forward. Oh yeah. Um, so we've got wow, cool. uh, five or six of those. So I can already hear this.
0: Survey said. Foley. What? <laughs> yeah, Dang, right. Yeah. So, uh-huh. I can hear plenty of winemakers just uh, so it already be rolling so their eyes. So much fun
1: listening to uh, Justin try to pronounce some of these. So, yes, I agree. Chateau Frank Magnus. Oh yeah. Yeah. Orserie Petit Verdot Bordeaux. Yeah. But yeah,
0: even no. you know the uh, uh, hearing harm grit his teeth through all of this. Oh, know, we do everything just to annoy him. I mean, yeah. yeah that's the only I reason argue, I'm on the I show. Can, I think that that is the primary objective is just to see how patient, you know, I would say we should do those blind Uh, for sure. The new Bordeaux's. I like that plan. Yeah, that would really trip him up. We've flown these wines all the way from France here just for you to enjoy. So, uh, yes. (laughs) Yeah, I like this evil plan. This works for me for sure. Well, hopefully, as the summer and the fall and, and the winter
1: of 2021 come in, a lot of the uh, big events will start popping back up. Um, I was really, I was really looking forward to the Big Smoke Whiskey Fest Combo Show here in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. so
0: and uh, I was going to come down and uh, and attend that with many of our cast members. Um, a lot of a uh, lot of great folks on both sides of the coin uh, that we know in the industry were going to be there, and uh, think that we'll we'll. Just, Keep with that plan, but we'll just do it. You know, a year later yeah. for sure.
1: And some of them, are, some of them are setting dates. I think maybe a little too soon. They might be pushing them back a little bit. I think the Universal Whiskey Experience out in Vegas. I think I saw they were looking at um, like toward the end of April. So I'm not sure they're going to be able to make that. A lot of the hotels in Vegas are just completely closed. Um, but. Whenever they have that, I'm I'm hoping to get an invite back to that because let me tell you that that show is absolutely amazing. Uh, if you haven't been, you need to go. You absolutely need to go.
0: Well, one of the things that Dave and I saw this year was the utter devastation of the Brewers Association that sponsored some of the best uh, events uh, for. Beer uh, consumers on the planet. So yeah, this is the first year the Great American Beer Festival is actually not held. And uh, it was uh, devastating financially for the Brewers Association. And they had uh, several other events that they sponsor throughout the year as well that um, contributed to a lot of the changes.
2: Craft Brewers Conference and yeah, a lot of different yeah.
0: things. Yeah, really... I just get the sense that this is uh brought around some I don't know, renewed sense of purpose and uh you know, for both the Brewers Association as well as brewers looking at the value add proposition, you know, that uh a lot of those events, you know, brought around. Um I'm not saying that uh they didn't add value, it's just that I think that many brewers really kind of brought that into some focus of going: Are we really here on the planet, you know, to chase a GABF medal, or do we just want to make right. you know great beer and make good money, you know, at the end of the day? And I think there were some breweries that kind of lost a focal point, you know, around that.
2: Well, and I think a lot of breweries are, are you know, have gone back to what they really know is, you know, we're going to brew a batch of beer. We know we can sell it all. That's all we need to do, you know, and then we'll go from batch to batch and um, and, and and more localized brewing as, as opposed to we want to try to expand out. Um, I think also a lot of local sort of beer laws or guidelines where like I, I can speak specifically to Nashville where, you know, you couldn't deliver beer but uh before this but they allowed it just to let breweries kind of bring in some uh revenue i don't think you can go back now Yeah, it's hard to pull that away from somebody sure you know and so i think some business models are going to definitely change you know because you can't always um you can't always count on the shelf
1: space or, or people coming into the uh to the tap room. First thing, and with all this collapsing around us, is I've missed half a dozen steak competitions I was supposed to judge, and probably as many barbecue competitions. So, yeah, it stinks. Will the the damage never no. stop? No. Come on! I'm actually losing weight. It's bad.
0: Well, a couple of uh, quick milestones here for the show overall. I was, <clears throat> we were really happy to uh, do so well um, on a lot of the podcast charts, and uh, really happy to return back to the number one slot. Um, And uh, that was really fabulous So uh, hopefully we'll keep that uh, For a couple more weeks during this season But I really hope you enjoyed this episode And if you're listening to us online Do yourself a favor And tap
2: Just tap it in Just tap tap, Tap tap it in Give it a little tappy Tap 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 a
1: room
0: right tap the subscribe button it is the easiest way to listen to our show and you can ask siri alexa google or uncle larry play podcast sip suds and smokes we love your feedback and you can reach us online at info at sip, suds, and our daily tasting notes flow out on twitter every day our handle on there is at sip smokes and our facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news and you'll be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on those social media platforms Hey, I really hope you enjoyed that advent calendar from uh, Good Old Boy Kendall. That was awesome. So It was amazing. It was nice for Dave to take a break. So uh, do us a favor and take the time to uh, rate this episode. Five stars. If you're listening to us online, that's a great big help to us. And we get to see your feedback as well. We had a great time uh, catching up with Bob and, and uh, Dave um, on our episode here and talking about Season 9. Good Old Boy Dave, thanks for joining us.
2: Hey, thank you. Check me out at good old boy, Dave, on Instagram. I'll be doing some more 60-second beer reviews real soon.
0: Yeah, that channel we're going to work a little bit harder on here in the near future as well and kind of expanding our distribution, so I'm looking forward to that. Made Man Bob, thanks for joining us. It's
1: always a pleasure. I'm looking forward to a much better year in 2021. Um, You can find me on Instagram at Made Man Bob and uh, i don't have any 60 second reviews other than ones that my wife gives me afterwards because (laughs) she says it only lasts
0: 60 seconds so here's your review give him a ding ding on that mike give him a ding ding hey this is good boy mike asking you come back join us and i'll ask you to keep on sipping.